Welcome to another edition of Who's Better Baseball, the podcast where we answer a simple question on each show. Who's better at baseball? I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein, managing editor at JustBaseball.com. I have Elijah Evans with us today, and he wrote our series preview on the Rangers-Orioles, which is sneaky, like one of the most exciting series that, that we're about to, to watch here. It just feels like two teams that are in a similar boat in the sense that they both broke some playoff droughts and they're getting a taste of October baseball for the first time. And also, you know, two teams that I, I feel like there's similar questions, right? There's a question about pitching on each side, but two offenses that are really exciting to watch. And it feels like this could just be a really awesome series with fan bases that are just craving for this type of playoff action. Yeah, hundred percent. I I think I'm maybe the most excited for the series of any. I mean, I know there's a huge argument for Braves Phillies with the divisional matchup, but these teams are just really hungry. That's that's what it comes down to. When I look at this, when I was writing this preview and thinking about it, like you've seen all year, both these teams have just kind of taken that next step. And I think a lot of people thought it was even a year too soon for the Rangers, but then, you know, they go out and they get to Grom and then they get Scherzer at the deadline who are both not even in the series. And I mean, there, there's, there's injuries both ways, right? You know, the, the Orioles missing Felix Batista and figuring out kind of what does the pen look like without him is a big factor. And then you got the Rangers where you're missing your two bona fide hall of two soon to be hall of fame aces. And, you know, it, there, there's missing pieces on both sides, but both teams are hungry. They have, you know, that, that balanced roster for the most part, um, you know, and it's just, it's just two lineups that you could see go off any given day. And that's not to say the pitching isn't exciting because there's some really fun pitching we're going to talk about here today, but it's, it's just two teams that are hungry and it haven't been in the playoffs for a long time. I think, you know, the Rangers haven't got a home game yet because they were away in Tampa. So both teams will be their first home games, of the playoffs, the fans are going to be crazy. I mean, we've seen all year, the bird bath in Baltimore and, you know, that new beautiful stadium in Texas has been doing really well this season, the way they've been playing. And it's just two exciting teams that are just going to be battling it out. And I think it's going to be a great series. I, I agree. And I, you know, let, let's go through the lineups first. You know, this Rangers team, I mean, they just kind of showed us what they can do. Evan Carter was unbelievable in that series. And, and you have a combination of him as as the, this youthful exuberance. And Corey Seager is the guy who's been there before and has been clutch before. I think we forget how good Corey Seager was in 2020 in a season that is very forgettable, right? That, that COVID season. But still in a playoff atmosphere and games that mattered, he was unbelievable. And, and the reason why he got, as much money as he did from the Rangers is because he's a guy that can lead you to the promised land to have those guys to have Adelise Garcia, Marcus Simeon. I mean, they are loaded top to bottom and the Orioles is the same thing. I mean, is there an edge here or is it just which team's going to get hot in these games? I, I don't know if I can pick an edge here. I mean, it's tricky. I think, you, I would give an edge when you look at the numbers and you consider just they're they're finally back in full health. I think I like the Rangers' offense, all things considered, a little bit more. And then you flip the script though, and I think the ball, the Orioles have a little bit of a pitching advantage, which is weird to say because they were a team that was supposed to be you know hitting centric with question marks pitching wise, but with the way Grayson Rodriguez has developed and, you know, the step forward that Kyle Bradish has taken and the return of John means from Tommy John surgery, that rotation looks great. You've got Yenier Cano, who is probably the best reliever at this point between both teams. I think I don't, I mean, you can make an argument for Chapman or, or even Jose LeClerc possibly with the Rangers, but even without Batista, you've got a guy in Yenier Cano who's been unbelievable in his rookie season and will probably be closing most games for the Orioles. So I think there's, a little bit of an edge for the Rangers on offense and a little bit of an edge for the Orioles on defense. But I think, 
it's pretty much a toss up in my mind. And I, I think I, I wrote it in the article and you, you can read this. I, I see this game, just series going to five. I, I just do. I mean, I, I'd be really surprised if it didn't. I think each team has a little bit of an edge in one of, you know, the first two games. And then you look past that and it's just, you never know. Once you get into a game, you know, by game four, right. It's just, everybody's going all in. You're doing everything you've got to do. And I think this is going to be at least four and most likely a five game series, honestly. I think when we look at the pitching matchups, it's interesting to to hear you say that Orioles have an edge. Is that more in the bullpen for you? Because I, I get I get the yeah. the you know the way Grayson finished the season obviously inspires a lot of confidence. Kyle Bradish as well, having John Means back. But when I just look up, and we'll get into the game by game matchup in a second. But when I just on the surface say. Jordan Montgomery, Nathan Avaldi, particularly after we just watched the two of them yep. deal the way they did in the wild card round, I have a little more confidence on that yep. part of the pitching matchup. But again, I, I can understand if, if the argument is look at that Rangers bullpen and how thin it gets behind Leclerc and Chapman. Yeah, and I think it's just the general depth. It's not just the depth of the bullpen, but it's the Orioles have seven guys who have started for them at times this year. So you have to factor in when you look at a playoff series that it's, yes, it is Braddish and it's Rodriguez and it's Means likely starting the first three games. But at the same time, you've got guys like Tyler Wells and Jack Flaherty. I know Flaherty struggled a lot when he got traded, but th- these are still experienced pitchers who have, I mean, Kyle Gibson's probably their game four guy. You've got a guy like Dean Kramer, who was, you know, a solid five for them throughout the season, who you can keep, you can give options and you can give different looks more than the Rangers can do. The Rangers are in a situation where they're without their two aces. They're almost definitely without John Gray. We don't know that for sure but they're almost definitely without Greg because he wouldn't be able to return till the end of the series. So you have Evaldi and Montgomery, I think is the, is the edge for them starting those first two games, because we just saw those guys and Evaldi had a rough second half, but he looks, he looks like himself after a few extra days of rest. And after really getting geared up for the playoffs, he looks like the Evaldi that was in Cy Young consideration starting the season. Um, and I think those two give you that edge off the bat, but then the depth level of means and Wells and Flaherty and Gibson and all these other guys, the Orioles can throw at you. Plus some of their bullpen guys, it, it gives them a little bit more of pitching kind of backup options. If things don't go well for any of the starters, as opposed to where if the Rangers, like if, if Jordan Montgomery turns in a total dud of a start, the Rangers could be done in three, four games. Right. I think that's yeah. that's a little bit there's a little bit more variation there where if if you have to turn to the bullpen in the fourth or fifth inning for the Rangers, I don't feel nearly as good about that as if you have to turn to the bullpen in the fourth inning or fifth inning for the Orioles. I, I hear you on that. And I think I think it's good to kind of look at the matchups now to, to really break it all down, because I mean, ultimately, again, I, I still lean towards the Rangers having those two, but. You know, like yep. you said, I mean, the the depth does matter. My my question is like, how much does like the Jack Flaherty depth help help you? Like, like I, I can see Jack Flaherty coming out of the pen and just getting rocked, um, particularly sure. against <clears throat> that Rangers lineup. Like, I, yep. I don't I don't want Jack Flaherty facing Corey Seager in this series. You know, so hundred no, percent. You know, I I think that's that's where it gets a little bit interesting. Game one because they had to burn Montgomery uh, and Evaldi. It's Dan Dunning is the, is the expected starter versus Kyle Bradish. Yep. You would think edge Orioles. Um, the thing is, you know, neither of these guys you're you're looking at playoff experience. So it's all it's it's this this wild card of what are they gonna do in, in their first postseason action. But I, I do concede game one seems like a pretty clear advantage on the Orioles side. 
it does seem like a clear advantage. But with that said, Dane Dunning had a really nice start earlier this season um, against the Orioles. So, we, and we've seen him be a really solid pitcher this year. It's a guy who most people, there's people watching that are going to have no idea who Dane Dunning is. Um, I watched him, you know, come up through the White Sox system and make his debut with the White Sox and then get traded in the Lance Lynn deal to the Rangers. I mean, this was a guy who, this wasn't just like a, a nobody prospect, right? Like he would, he had a really impressive rookie showing when he was in Chicago and, you know, bringing in a player at the time a few years ago in Lance Lynn, that was, that was a big get for the White Sox. So, and they traded Dane Dunning, who they was expected to be a part of the future in Chicago. And, you know, he was kind of in the Swiss army knife role earlier in the year with Texas. And then with their injuries established himself as a true three, four type guy in the rotation and a guy who I think will remain in the rotation for, you know, the foreseeable future. So it's definitely an edge for Bradish. Bradish looks excellent. He's coming off of a wonderful, you know, finish to his season, a two, eight, three ERA this season. He's probably going to finish, you know, top five to seven in AL Cy Young voting. So this is a guy who really established himself as the ace of the Orioles staff. He's rested. He's good to go. With that said, you know, almost, I think, I believe it's nine days since Bradish threw. So, I mean, for some guys that doesn't affect them at all. For some guys, it can affect them a lot. So it's hard to gauge how it's going to be. I think it's a clear advantage to the Orioles in this game, but I wouldn't say it's, you know, a landslide advantage. I think the Rangers offense is really hot right now. And Dane Dunning has shown a lot towards the second half of the season that shows you that he can be, you know, a starter in the playoffs. And as you mentioned in the article, Bradish struggles sometimes against lefties. So with the lefties that the Rangers have, that could actually prove to be something that hurts them. Game two, Jordan Montgomery versus Grayson Rodriguez. I think you laid it out so well uh, in this article. Just the youthful, just incredible stuff of Rodriguez going against just a guy that seems to be like so consistent. It's a conversation for another day, but I'm fascinated by Jordan Montgomery, the free agent. Like, Oh yeah. I mean, again, conversation for another day, but like if he puts another couple quality playoff starts, we're at the start looking at him a little bit differently. He, he seems to be one of the most underrated pitchers in baseball. And maybe that ends with this postseason run. I feel pretty confident that Jordan Montgomery is going to get the Rangers through six innings of this game. And he might give up four, but I feel like he's going to do that. Grayson Rodriguez, yeah. he could give me seven innings of of one run ball, or he could be knocked out in the third inning. Even though he's been great this year, it's just the playoff wild card with a with a rookie pitcher that that has me yeah. looking more towards the Rangers in game two. You have no idea, but there's a world where Grayson Rodriguez turns in seven no run innings of two hit ball. I mean, literally, he's that yeah. level of talent where if he's if he's firing all cylinders, he could absolutely shut down one of the best offenses in baseball. But he could also have a game where, you know, the, the Rangers beat up on him earlier this season twice. So this is a guy who he, I mean, he got, I wrote this in the article, and this is a really interesting point to make about this. You know, looking back at the season, he, his initial send down to AAA in May was after getting hit for nine runs against this exact Rangers team. And this Rangers team with pretty much the exact same lineup that they're running out right now, they had injuries middle of the season, but at that point in May, they were running out almost the exact same lineup aside from Evan Carter that they are now. So this is a guy who he's been hit hard by the Rangers, but he's also a totally different pitcher than he was in May. Grayson Rodriguez has taken his game. I mean, he, he's taken his raw talent and turned it into elite production on the mound through his last seven starts was, was an ace. I mean, he really, him and Bradish were co-aces down the stretch. It wasn't like Bradish was the one Grayson was a clear two or three, like Grayson was as good as Bradish was down the stretch. So this is a guy who I could see him turning in a great start, but like you said, I mean, Jordan Montgomery is just, he just keeps proving everybody wrong. His stuff isn't electric. He's not, he just numbers don't pop out at you. His, his, you know, his advanced metrics don't show you. It's a guy who's elite, 
but he keeps producing and he keeps, I mean, that start was unbelievable. I don't know if you watched it fully, but I, I was watching that game in, in game one of the wild card. And I was like, this guy's about to get paid because he is a beast. He goes after hitters. He attacks. I mean, that catch he made what pitcher in their thirties is laying out uh, for a catch in like the third inning of the first game of the playoffs. I mean, it's just, he, he's a dog. He's a dog on the mound. And that's really almost the only way to describe it. I, I think he, he's a guy who I, expect to continue to really show up in these playoffs and that gives a slight edge to the rangers even though i do love rodriguez and think he could be great and ultimately in this series it really comes down to jaymon it's game two game five i mean that's that's where the rangers are, are really hoping that they can they can have that advantage you go to game three and it's also like to me, game three is is almost must win for the Rangers. I guess it depends on the situation there. And hey, if they win the first two games, maybe not. But let's just say they split the first two. I don't love the Rangers in game four, but having Avaldi on the mound, like you got to get that one to make sure you can get it to a game five. Avaldi versus John Means. Avaldi's shown it. I mean, I've seen some people talk about him being the best, you know, playoff pitcher left just because of what he did with the Red Sox years ago and what he's doing now. John Means. Kind of a wild card, but like you said, he came off the injury from Tommy John and he was really good and, and so good that you have a guy that's made four starts this year and all of a sudden he's in a playoff rotation. So uh, yeah. it's it's a it's a very interesting matchup. Yeah, it'll this will be a fun one. Um, I think some people think there's a chance the Orioles go to Kyle Gibson because he's been you know healthy all season and pitching, but John Means is just a much better pitcher than Kyle Gibson. Uh, so I, I kind of declared myself that it was going to be Means, and I think it will be Means. Um, and that's a guy who, like you said, you know he's been he it's it's a huge risk throwing a pitcher who's thrown four games since coming back from Tommy John is a massive risk in the playoffs, and that's why that stability and that proven playoff performance of Eovaldi gives them a little bit of a of a lean in this, but means this looks great like this is not a guy who's come back from tommy john and shown you know signs of a worse pitcher shown signs that needs more time like you look at a guy like you know not this wasn't tommy john but like this season with like carlos Rodon, the expectations were incredibly high he came back from an injury and he hasn't looked he didn't look right all season he's going to need to get his body back in shape this offseason means immediately looked good he returned and looked great he took a no-hit bid into the seventh inning of his third game back from tommy john surgery i mean this is a guy who he he was the in the time where the orioles were one of the worst teams in baseball he was the leader of that pitching staff for three years before this injury so he is somebody that i feel like the orioles can just rally behind in a way that almost no other player can kind of be that type of player for them um and i just think they he's been there he's been around he's been through the hardest times in baltimore and i i just have i feel like there's going to be some level of energy with a mean start that that we haven't even seen yet from some of their other guys uh, but with that said after watching evaldi pitch you can't tell me he's not you know the favorite in terms of the pitchers when you look at the matchup and it'll be the first game back in texas it'll just be you know that energy will be will be there for evaldi definitely yeah i i was just thinking about that too when you mentioned it there at the end the fact that it's it's going back to Texas, you know, it's, you know, I think there is, you know, it, we, we can't predict momentum, certainly, but I can see a scenario where game one goes to Baltimore, game two goes to Texas. And because I just said that yeah. the inverse will probably happen, right. but you could see, you know, Montgomery delivering a game two win and that leads into Evaldi at home. And then that would be the momentum that could carry them to potentially ending it early at home or, if the Orioles can battle back and then it's just sort of like that game four is going to be just throw anything up against the wall and see what sticks. I mean, exactly. It, yep. you, you projected like maybe it's Kyle Gibson, maybe it's Dean Kramer, 
you know, for the Rangers, maybe it's Andrew Heaney, maybe it's Martin Perez. You know, hey, maybe John Gray is is added to the roster with surprise. Max Scherzer apparently is throwing 90, 90 miles per hour. Maybe they they stick him on the roster, but I doubt it. So it's really going to become the like a bullpen game at a certain point, and that's where you would think the Orioles would have the advantage. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a slight advantage to the Orioles. Um, and I, it, it really will just depend on where the series is at. And it's, it's really hard to gauge depending on who's up, who's down, where, yeah. how aggressive each team will get. I mean, there's a world where the Orioles are down two one and maybe Bradish says, screw it. I'll throw on short rest. And it, it, it's just, it's really hard to know. Um, but that, with that said, you know, then you get to a game five where I, I don't see a world where the Rangers don't let Jordan Montgomery start, even if he's a little bit tired because of the off days and because of the travel day, it would be basically normal rest for Montgomery coming off the game too. And it would be completely full rest for Kyle Bradish. That's a game the world needs, man. I mean, Kyle Bradish against Jordan Montgomery with everything on the line would be so incredibly awesome. Um, and at that point it would just be, it would be, you know, everybody's available pretty much aside from every pitches in game four. And, you know, that would just be, that would be great. And I, I think it, I, I think it happens. I really do. I think we get, I mean, the, the way you're laying it out right here, it feels like, you know, advantage game one goes Orioles advantage game two, three goes Rangers advantage game four goes Orioles. And then game five, who in the world knows with that said, it, it, you never know in playoff baseball, but the matchups, the matchups indicate, you know, what could definitely look like a five game series. So let's say it does go five and we get that matchup. Who are you taking? Are, are, are you riding with the Rangers? Or are you going with the Orioles? Yeah. I, I said it in the article. I, I feel like I, I took the Rangers against the Rays and I took them against the Rays because I thought the offense was noticeably better in the current moment and that the starting pitchers that the Rangers were going with had the ability to be more consistent and more stable. And that's exactly what happened. With that said, Baltimore has a more of an ability to keep up from a pitching standpoint, I think. I think the Rays pitching was just too beat down and too injured. And I think Baltimore's pitching can keep up more with the Rangers but I just like the Rangers offense more. I think as much as pit, you say pitching wins championships and I know their pen is not good when you've got those two guys in Montgomery and Eovaldi and hypothetically Montgomery in game five with that offense, the balance of, you know, a Seager, a Simeon, a Garcia. And then you've got the youthful presence of an Evan Carter who I listed as an X factor for that team. And he was exactly that in the, the first series. I'm taking the Rangers in five, man. I, I think there's something about that team. And I think the Orioles are going to be good for a really long time. And I could easily see them winning the world series next year. I, I think this is just a year. The Rangers are just clicking right now. And sometimes just clicking at the right time. If they lost the division and they came in to Tampa with something to prove, it was very obvious from the start of that series. And I think they end up pulling it out in a full five games with Montgomery on the mound. And that could set them up to to face off against the Astros, which would be, I think, probably the most exciting potential championship series matchup just because it's the Battle of Texas and yep. everything else that goes with it. Uh, yeah, I, I really can't uh, disagree with you on that one. I, I've been, if, if anyone's been following who's better all year, I've been doubting this Orioles pitching staff from the beginning, and they have proved me wrong to a, to a large extent. Uh, but I still think it's going to be their Achilles heel. I, I still think that they're going to be a starter short. And, uh, you know, I, I just like, like you, you, you alluded to there. I just, I like Montgomery. I like Montgomery and Evaldi. I think those are the three games that the Rangers win. And if they do, um, you know, those guys are really going to have a reputation built up for themselves going into the next couple rounds. If they can pull this yeah. off. So, 
It's going to be fun to follow. We'll uh, be covering all of it at JustBaseball.com. We have full written previews for each series, including this one, which we'll put in the episode description. And stay tuned for our other videos breaking down the other four uh, division series, the other three, I guess, division series uh, that will all kick off on Saturday. <laughs>